0: Hey, David. Yo. I'm mad.
1: About what now?
0: So take this in. Xbox is a liar.
1: (laughs) Okay, but what?
0: I went to install a game the other day, and I got the little pop-up that said, ready to start. And I felt like Homer Simpson after I hit that button, because you know what? It wasn't ready to start. It is a fucking lie. It is. It is a misleading button saying the game is ready to start because in no way, shape or form was the game prepared to start and it kept crashing.
1: So when you started the game, what happened?
0: Uh, the screen went black and then it went back to the Xbox main page.
1: Oh, maybe that was just a bug.
0: And then it did it again. And then at <laughs> 50%, I was able to play like the, you could do a play now version of a game until the game's fully installed. By then, I was already angry, so I didn't even want to play it. But like, fuck this! And I turned off. Oh. <laughs> don't don't I, don't tell me game is ready to start. Like fuck you. Like you, you, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a, a an issue. I think that's been plaguing the Xbox and the PlayStation Four since launch. Um, but you know what is always ready to start? What's that? This episode of the Seat on Screen podcast. your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Seed On Screen Podcast
0: with your host, Sean and David. Welcome, welcome to the Seed On Screen Podcast where Sean and David complain... About things that just don't make sense. And in this case, I'm still not done complaining. I know our rants are supposed to stay in the rant, but I gotta ask you, man.
1: Our rants never really stay just in the intro rant.
0: Is there a game that you've played where you've been like ready to start and it's either like let you play the first level of a story or something other than a demo mode?
1: Like something other than like a small snippet?
0: Yeah, like sports games typically load in their like play now feature with yeah, yeah, the like the featured game.
1: Yeah. But um, I, I
0: think like Call of Duty or is it Battlefield? Call of Duty will let you play the first level. Essentially. Yeah. It, like it installs the first level Battle, of the game.
1: Battlefront and Battlefront two allowed you to play an arcade mode. I think uh Battlefront was um you played oh. as Darth Vader. And it was on Hoth. And it was like arcade. So you're just killing rebels. And then Battlefront 2, I think either you were Kylo Ren or Darth Maul. And again, you were just kicking ass, wreaking havoc until the rest of the game installed. But I find that, well, the systems are designed that when you're actually running them, we're like playing the games, it actually slows down the downloads because the game is set to be an online game so it limits your download speed so it actually takes longer to download and install a game if you're playing that game
0: yeah i think uh it's bullshit and i'm tired of seeing it no i'm just kidding um yeah i i think the the one thing that makes it super frustrating is games aren't what they used to be
1: you mean to the, fun?
0: Well, no. But like <laughs> it's not like you'd get home and you just slap the cartridge into to the console. Or oh, yeah, in, in, in the days of the Xbox and the PS1 and the GameCube, the game didn't need to install, you just played it off the disc. Oh yeah. And and I I, I understand that like installing it makes it faster. But like I want to play now. The only real advantage now to a midnight midnight launch is if you've pre-installed it digitally
1: well and and more more games are allowing that where you can pre-install it but then even even then there's a lot of day one patches that don't go live until the game launches Yeah, you know, I, actually call of duty i stopped getting really excited for new game launches because i know that Uh, Unless it's a Nintendo Switch game. Let's be honest. Which takes 30 seconds to load Most of them don't have day one patches or their patches are fairly small. Um, So like if it's a PlayStation or an Xbox game, I can get the game, I can get home and I can clear my calendar for the rest of the day just to play that game. But I know that once I pop the game in there, I've got at least, I'd say at least 25, 30 minutes before I can actually start playing it, because even if there wasn't, even if the game install itself wasn't very long, there's always going to be a day one patch, and 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 they're always significant in size. Um, like, uh, what was the one that I just recently bought? Um, Mass Effect Legend Legendary Edition, right? So that was the Mass Effect trilogy. Um, you pop it in, and it has to install the the game, and then. It has to install an update patch or whatever. And just in order to actually play the first game, it's, you know, at least 20, 25 minutes because it has to copy stuff from the disk and and the disk drives are are fairly slow in comparison to how fast, uh, you know, I could download something. But then still, I have to download the game. So it's, yeah, like it's no longer can you just like get a game get home and and start playing it. Um, Yeah, the times, they are changing. And it's um, changed uh, a long time ago. But
0: yeah, it's it's just frustrating. Like, in all honesty, I sat down last night to to play the the first 10 hours of EA Access Madden. So I I dabbled in the beta a little bit and I, I had a little bit of fun doing that. Um, when I finally got the game working, though, like it didn't seem to fix some of the issues, and I'm wondering if um, the Series X version doesn't have these frame rate issues that uh, I noticed in in some of the the gameplay. But
1: what game is this?
0: Uh, Madden 22. So uh, I, I did notice, like, sometimes like the when, beta,
1: right? Like the closed beta or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a few weeks ago. I just I don't think I mentioned it on the show. And then uh, yesterday opened up the window for EA access. So for those who don't know or have been living under a rock, Xbox users who have Game Pass Ultimate also get EA Play, which means they get 10 free hours of any EA sport or any EA game that's released before the game comes out. So people take advantage of this a lot with FIFA, Madden, NHL especially because they get into the the markets before everybody else and kind of jack up the price of cards and stuff. In this case, it took me forever to get into the game. When I finally got into the game, it crashed out twice. And when I played, there was like some noticeable frame rate issues on my my Xbox One X. So like very, very stuttery screens. So I think the game actually releases on, I want to say the 22nd. You might have to clarify that for me. But um it's it's it was definitely interesting because usually I'm like super excited for my ten free hours and now I'm like, uh we'll see.
1: Hold on, what game?
0: Madden twenty one. Oh, it came out two days oh, ago.
1: Twenty second? It came 29. out on the it came out on the sixteenth.
0: Yeah, sixteenth.
1: Yeah. It'll be a bargain bin in like three months.
0: Um no, typically how it works with these guys is uh around Super Bowl. You get the the discount. You get a discount in November and in Super Bowl. And that's pretty much Uh it. So I don't know. Uh, It it was an experience. It's definitely it's a game I still like playing. I really enjoy playing Madden for the story mode Uh, just because like the it's kind of like Road to the show and MLB the show. But uh, they change it up every year, which is kind of nice. So uh, this year I might be a receiver instead of a, a quarterback, but quarterbacks get all the glory, right?
1: Yeah, but the receivers have all the fun. Yeah, because they, <laughs>
0: they get to get tackled when they catch the ball.
1: Yeah, if you're into that.
0: So uh, what have you been playing?
1: Um, Nothing.
0: Yeah, it's too hot to game, right? <laughs> well, like it's not either. even
1: that. I'm just being really tired
0: tired from doing nothing
1: from work work is uh work is draining my life force i tell ya. you you I mean, know i i have i have a vacation coming up in a few weeks and you know it was like the, the you know it, if you you have vacation you know in a month it's like oh not that big of a deal right every day is just kind of like any other day but then as your vacation starts creeping closer and closer the days get harder to you just like want it to happen. Right. And I kept thinking that I was going on vacation next week, but it's actually in two weeks. So it's like, Oh my God. But
0: all oh, vacation brain is set in. Uh, eh?
1: It, yeah. It's starting to happen. And, and it's making the days at work longer than they, or feel longer than they are. Um, but yeah, I actually, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be gone for a week. We won't have a show that week, unfortunately to all of our listeners, that's going to be like the what the, the first week of September. Uh, I think the second week of September. Yeah. It depends on how you feel about the weeks. Is oh, half true. a week. Does half a week count as the first week or Correct. is it like the whole first week? Yeah. Anyway, I, so
0: I guess, but, uh, you answered my question from earlier. We are going on a one week <laughs> vacation.
1: <laughs> yeah. I decided right now, executive decision. So, uh, Although I did buy a meat grinder. This is completely unrelated to most things that we talk about. I bought a meat grinder. Finally, I wanted one for a while, like a good, uh, you know, one that co- hooks up to your like your KitchenAid blender and stuff like that. You know those ones, right? I do know those ones. Yeah. Yes. So I found one. It was like an all metal body, which I wanted. And my goal on my vacation is to make homemade sausages. Nice. Are you going to bring me some when you come visit? You know what? Like, maybe I will. Maybe, you know what? If you play your cards right, maybe I will.
0: Wow. That's exciting.
1: Yeah. And also, you know what I'm thinking? I might have, I might, might just have a VR headset to bring down. Oh, no way. (laughs) I don't know. I'm on the fence. So this is a a great segue because you want to talk about some VR stuff.
0: Oh, don't buy this game.
1: So, okay, so I know for all of our listeners who remember, you know, back when Sean bought his, what is Oculus Quest 2 headset and I, uh, I bugged him about, you know, it's going to start collecting dust. Well, I went over there. I was at his place a few weeks ago for one of our adventures and I tried it and, you know, I have had, I've used multiple different VR headsets. So I understand the experience, right? But uh, there's just something about this one being completely wireless and not being tethered to anything, which is actually kind of nice. So, yeah, it's um, I I dislike the fact that you have to have a Facebook account like you can't use it without a Facebook account. Um, But, you know, that's, I guess, the nature of the beast nowadays.
0: It's funny because we now have like a little VR chat on Facebook. And I like I don't use Facebook very much either. I use it for like a few little things here and there and like some groups Mm. that I'm in like group chats. But um, when it comes to actually like using it for that, it's so much like, it's so annoying trying to like talk on WhatsApp on your phone while you're looking through like the nose hole. Oh, (laughs) you can use,
1: you can use Facebook like messenger in your VR headset.
0: Yeah. It's the only way you can like share images, which I learned the hard way. Cause I was trying to send a screenshot to somebody and the only way you can do it is sending it through Facebook.
1: Well, that's if I guess that's if you're playing a game that is installed on the headset, right? Like well, if you're it's tethering, it's the only, ch- it's the only you're, chat function. Uh, if you were tethering to your computer via, like Steam, like if you're playing a game that a VR game through Steam or Viveport or something like that, then you'd you'd be able to technically hook up to other systems, right? Yeah. Like well, use as Discord you know, or whatnot. But the the
0: room I game in on console and PC is far too hot to play VR. Like yes. it would be awful. But uh, I, I played Disc Ninja the other night.
1: So what is so, uh, Disc Ninja?
0: So a few of my friends uh, that I play VR with uh, know I love playing disc golf, which is really nice. Okay. Mm. I, I'm in a I'm in a working beta right now for a disc golf game. I've downloaded another one called Off the Chains, which isn't terrible. Um, and then Disc Ninja has kind of come out, and it's this this disc golf game where you're in Japan, and all you have to do is throw these discs uh, onto, like, random spots towards a dragon. The thing that is super annoying about it, to me anyways, is when you play other disc golf games and you throw a disc, like... It's supposed to be virtual reality. So it's supposed mm-hmm. to fly the way you would think it would fly. That's how virtual reality works. Right. But these, like, it's so out of control. Like, it, it shows you when you go into the, the quote-unquote dojo, like how to throw, try to, like, have it curve right or curve left. It just doesn't do what you want it to do. A lot of the time, like, you would be throwing, and it would just, like, take off. Mm-hmm. Also, when you play multiplayer, you can't play full courses, So in our case, like last night, we played like like you can't
1: play like a full like 18 rounds.
0: Yeah, like there was one that we played that was two levels and one that was four. But you don't know that until you enter it. So this game game came out earlier this month. And the two people I played with last night, we all came into work today with sore elbows on the inside. (laughs) one guy you all
1: got tennis elbow playing this game
0: my like it (laughs) there's like okay so there's a disc golf game i think you tried the beta quickly before you moved on to other stuff on my, yeah yeah that one like depending on how much speed you throw with your arm will depend on like how far you throw this one you almost feel like you have to put absolutely everything you have into throwing it and it's just so weird because the physics make no sense now, uh I know I know the game's like based in Japan, but like even we we all agreed like in the tutorial, there's like this Japanese character that's like teaching you how to throw and they made him like uh, um like have the what's that the, the mustache called? The uh a Fu Manchu? The Fu Manchu, yeah. And he'd have like this Japanese accent and he'd be like this is how you uh throw the disc. Uh it's just it's so bad. It's such a bad game. And like you you got you experienced walkabout mini golf, and you mm-hmm. got to do the flying, which I almost saw you fall because it was really funny.
1: Well, you know, it's one of those things. You're like, oh, press do this and that, and then you didn't tell me what was actually going to happen, and then
0: that that's fair. But <laughs> you you could like you can agree when you played walkabout mini golf with your I think it's the right stick, you can walk yourself around the course, right? Yeah, and like you can like feel that experience. In this game, you are limited to where your disc lands. If oh, your disc okay. lands out of bounds, it doesn't tell you. It's so. just, it, this was a $22 game that we all bought to play together. And both of us asked for refunds this morning. Did you get them? Uh, yeah. Oculus was actually really good about it. So nice. uh, that, that's a really huge thing. But this game, if you guys are looking for a disc golf game, this is not the one. This game is just bad.
1: Okay, well, I will not be buying that game. I, I'm i thinking, though, if I do get a, a headset, I will probably use it mostly for playing uh, S- Star Wars Squadrons.
0: Uh, Squadrons is good, and then you can also play the the Star Wars Immortal stories.
1: Yeah, that too. Because Vader Immortal, Vader and Immortal. And, uh, so I I have Squadrons on uh, on Epic Games, uh, which is actually Epic Games launcher. Stupid. You can buy games from other companies, but then it you install the game, but then it installs the third party launcher. So Squadrons it loads up the origin launcher and I have to play it through there. And then, uh, Anno 1800 that launches the Ubisoft launcher. It's, it's kind of annoying, but anyway, so when, uh, squadrons came out, I know that they had the VR mode. So I ended up buying it on PC. Little did I know that it was going to come for free on literally every system.
0: Except Epic. three
1: months later. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, no, not, it wasn't free. No, they were just
0: giving away the free X wing. If you ordered it from that, that's right.
1: Um, So it is so cool in first person mode because you can actually look around your cockpit. And I think that's what I dislike it, playing it on just like a a regular screen because you, you, your view is limited to just that front cockpit mode. And I understand what they're kind of going for. They're kind of going for that classic X-Wing versus TIE fighter, like fight sim stuff. Right. Um, But when you're playing the game in VR, and you can actually like look around the cockpit and change your view and you can actually see your surroundings. It is so much more immersive and so much more enjoyable. So the my biggest complaint with my VR headset that I have is that if I want to use it, I have to hook up a like the big long cable from it, the HDMI cable and the USB 3 cable then I always have this cable tethered to it. It doesn't have headphones built into it, so I have to have separate headphones plugged into the uh, the headset. Um, and then because it's a Windows Mixed Reality uh, VR headset, which they're, they're fine, I have no issue with that, but anytime I lo- open or connect it, it loads up the uh, Windows, I don't even know what that's called. It's like the Windows VR stuff. And then if I try and close that, it has to be open to do any like Steam VR stuff. Like it's just kind of a big pain in the ass. So, um, I don't know if it's any better with the Oculus. Like if it would be any easier using Steam VR or any other um, VR stuff that I have on my PC. But you know I have games like I have Beat Saber, I have um, Star Trek Bridge crew have you played that
0: uh no no i have not yet star
1: trek bridge crew is so good if you can get it if if they have it as part of um like the oculus store it is actually so good uh do you know what the game is
0: no i i've never heard of it even so
1: are you serious yeah i'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna look it up right now so it literally is you guys you take the position of someone on the crew or in the, in the like captain's deck, whatever it is, the control deck of, uh, star Trek enterprise ship. Right. And every, well, there's like one person is like the weapons specialist. One person's the engineer. One person is the captain. One person is like, so everyone has to do their own little thing to get the ship to actually like to complete the missions and you can look around and you can see everyone. You can talk to everyone. Everyone has like their own control, th- control boards and stuff like that. It's actually so much fun. This looks uh, so cool. I, I had it on uh, PlayStation VR. That's where I actually uh, originally first played it. And then I think, what was it? It was, um, I ended up getting it f- as part of a uh, promo thing on uh on Steam so i have it on Steam but i haven't really i don't know what the the community's like anymore for this one but i i think it is it is also cross platform play so this is a it's a great it's a actually a lot of fun for a it Vienna looks game.
0: like um it it would uh take advantage of the oculus 2's hand gestures as well so oculus one doesn't have like the full hand scan all the time But the Mm -hmm. Oculus 2, you can switch from um, control to hand.
1: Oh, interesting. If you
0: want. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. This looks really neat, though. It's it's funny because, like, you were right. There was a good two, three weeks where my VR stayed in its case. Also, when it's incredibly hot, the last thing you want to do is put a small furnace on your head. Like, they do run really warm because you're, like, it's sealed on your face. <laughs> There's no fan on the inside to keep you cool, right?
1: This is true.
0: So it does um, it does have its perks. I'm still playing through um, Beat Saber. I haven't sideloaded it yet, um, but you can do something called side quest through Android.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then use, uh, I think it's called Beast Saber website where yep, you could actually yep. download different games
1: like different songs, like songs yeah yeah
0: um some are really well done others are probably awful they're actually just super awful oh yeah yeah the website would be bsaber.com for anybody who's looking so anybody who doesn't want a lot of the I guess the typical Beat Saber stuff, or you don't want to spend $4 on a content pack, which is like BTS or
1: you want to, you want to play your K-pop songs. That's pretty much what, <laughs> what it is. Okay. You know, K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, there's, there's a, a huge modding community behind Beat Saber, which is pretty cool. So, uh, um, but it's funny because after we, After I played with your uh, Oculus, you know, I went and kind of just to look it up a little bit, get some um, third party input on how it is, you know, just get some community feedback. And I noticed that there was a recall. And within pretty much like the day, one or two days after um, we had hung out, there was a complete and total recall recall. In North America, so United States and Canada, um, for all of the Oculus Quest 2 headsets, uh, it was a, I guess, a voluntary voluntary recall. I guess some people were having some allergic reactions to the, um, like the foam padding. So they recalled them, and they were including now that they're like repackaging them and including a silicone face covering thing. Which uh, you can also you can contact them. Did you request a free one?
0: Yeah, and I already had uh, um, a silicone cover for it, anyways.
1: Good. So yeah. So it really, you can really get, didn't matter. To you me. can get another one, but uh, and then they're also saying that they are increasing the, the storage size of the the base model. So you you got the what sixty four gigs? Yeah, right, and yeah, I think so they're making them all. They're like doubling it, so one twenty eight for the same price, which is. Um, which you know quite honestly is probably the best value even at the 64 like just the one that you got you know 399 that that is actually a great price but then also you know it's owned by facebook so they're making that extra money somewhere
0: there it's (laughs) uh um it, it like i don't care that it's owned by facebook as much as uh as much as it seems like it's this huge thing, I mean, it's just their ecosystem. You don't really notice it. You're not, it's not really thrown into like your face or anything. Right. So it really doesn't like, it, well, it's, I th- it's, it's, it's not I think annoying. Some of
1: the, I think some of the problems is that if someone has their Facebook account hacked or banned, right. Well, they'll just say banned because they posted something On Facebook and or even if their account was suspended right for any reason um, then they lose access to their Oculus account they can't use the headset and that is probably one of the biggest complaints and concerns that people have Um, if you disable your Facebook account just like temporarily you can't use your your headset
0: you can't use any of the online features but you can still play the games
1: no, you, you no, you can't. You lose access to your games as well.
0: So one of uh, one of my uh, the people I play with just went through the same scenario. He was able to play his own games, but that's it. Like anything that he owned, like he still had the login for, but he couldn't play online or anything or update the games. So they were as is.
1: So it, they might have been installed, right? Like things that were installed on the headset, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. So they and then. There's, uh, I guess, Facebook has been cracking down on um, so called like fake accounts. So there's people, a lot of people who don't use Facebook, but they ha- had to make a Facebook account to be able to use Oculus and set it up and purchase things. Um, but then there's been reports in the past of people getting their Facebook accounts uh, deleted or banned because. They don't have any friends. There's no real activity on it, so I don't know. There's good and bad things about it. I think the technology behind it—it's—I um, I wonder if it's—it's it's one of the cheapest, if not only, wireless VR headsets. Um, but yeah, I, I probably will eventually pick one up just just for the fact that I can play it wirelessly connected to my PC.
0: Yeah, you're 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 really gonna love it. The investment's great. Plus you and I could just play mini golf or Demio online and just hang out in the virtual world.
1: This is true.
0: Uh what else do we got today? Um I I, I don't really have any more games I want to complain about, but uh we should talk about these these movie um subscription services that are coming out.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a, a few.
0: <laughs> Do you want to uh, enlighten
1: us? <laughs> All right, friends. Have you ever thought, hey, I would love to pay a monthly subscription to go to the movies? Well, then, our good friends at Cineplex Odeon and our friends at Landmark Cinemas have the deal for you. Cineplex has released the Cine Club. It's the movie lovers' monthly membership. And in September, Landmark Cinemas is releasing Landmark Extras. And their tagline is, get more of what you love. Uh, (laughs) These are pretty much subscription-based programs, I guess, for Cineplex and uh, Landmark Cinemas. So Cineplex announced theirs, I don't know, like a few weeks ago. And it went live on... August eleventh. Now, why didn't we talk about this last week? Well, because we recorded before <laughs> this launch, so we didn't have all the details.
0: Yeah, we had an early recording last yeah. week. We we've had a, a rough few weeks, just life wise. It's yeah. been a lot.
1: Yeah, but we've hey, we've been uh, keeping to schedule, so it's all for the listeners. They have no idea. Um, so, Cineplex Movie Club or Cine Club, sorry, it's nine ninety nine per month. Why don't I just make it a straight up $10, uh, no commitment? But this is what you get you get a free movie, or you get one movie ticket every month that's included with your purchase. Uh, you get a discount on tickets, or it says pur- purchase additional tickets for guests or yourself at Cine Club pricing of $9.99. So you can buy other tickets for $9.99, and you save 20% on concessions. So your $30 combo now is 20% cheaper um, this is not a very good deal when you think about it
0: no it's $120 um, for 12 quote unquote free movies at general admission
1: yeah like he, and as far as I know let me see can I see the uh...
0: do, you, do you remember back in the day when you could go to a, like a Blue Jays game and the the person would always yell, like, beer, buy one, get one. That didn't mean buy buy one, get one free. That was buy one beer, you get one beer. This is just buy a movie subscription for $9.99 and get a movie ticket.
1: Mm-hmm. So, okay, here's um some of the fine print. So one general admission movie ticket per month plus up to two general admission movie tickets for $9.99 each. So... Oh, per show time. So you can literally only buy two tickets for when you go to the movies or you, or I guess each time you buy tickets, it would be a maximum of two at $10 each. Okay. Uh maximum of three transactions per day, not valid for Cineplex events, performances, non feature film presentation, special events or series. Here's the kicker applicable surcharges applies to premium performances. So 3d 40 X ultra AVX, IMAX, D box VIP and screen X. Um, so again, if you want to see what's like, what's a big movie coming out. Oh, right. top gun, top gun, Mavericks or Maverick. If you want to see that on IMAX and you have your, your movie, your Cine club subscription. Well, you're going to have to pay another like $4 for that, uh, IMAX experience. And you know what? You might as well just buy the IMAX ticket itself for the same price.
0: No, it's
1: $17. Is it? Oh, I think still. So. you're only saving a, a few bucks. Like really, it's not, um, it's not worth it when you think about it. Like back, like pre pandemic, there was some other movie, uh, subscription services that did not last very long, but they were great because they had like unlimited movies per month, right? Like you could go to, I think, or I think one of them in that was short lived in Canada. I forget what it was called though. Uh, you could go to a movie every day, one movie per day for a month, right? Like, and it was like, I think it was like 20 bucks a month or something like that. You know, that was short lived because it was definitely not a viable option like like there's no way that they were actually making money on any of that stuff but uh United States like AMC theaters had something similar like that where it was it was like 12 bucks a month and they had you know 15 movie tickets like you could get like 15 movies per month so i i know that this is definitely a uh, uh a way for Cineplex and Landmark to To get people to go into the theaters. Uh, Let me talk a little bit about the Landmark one. This one's kind of interesting, though, because uh, this is launching in September. So in only a few weeks. But uh, the difference between Landmark and Cineplex is that Landmark has all of the information right on their front page for this. So it's landmarkextras.com. And you can see all of this stuff. Whereas the Cineplex one, it was just a splash screen that said coming soon on August 11th with no real details. No So um, the Landmark Extras, it looks like they're adding a like a point system, kind of like scene. So they have a free tier, which is just their movie fan tier. It says uh, five extra points for every one dollar spent on eligible admission and concession purchases. Redeem 1000 points for free general or 3D admission and 500 extra points for five dollar concession voucher. So uh, I I don't know what scene point redemptions are. Is it, it's still a thousand points for like minimum a thousand, right?
0: Yeah. For like a basic movie. Or yeah. A generic and movie and then
1: I think, I think it's still like a thousand points for like a, a combo or whatever, but still, you know, uh, for a general or 3d admission, that's not too bad. Five points for every dollar. So, you know, you have to spend a hundred dollars,
0: the, the the fact of the matter is neither of these seem like they're at, like either lucrative or like at least when you're looking at the landmark one. Ten dollars a month to be in the the movie club gets you one emission, uh your monthly emission credits roll over if not used, but it does not say specifically if I could like save one and give one to like somebody so I could like take somebody to the movies every other month.
1: Well, technically you could, right? Like if it, if it's, um, There's probably some limitation
0: saying it's just for you.
1: Not, no, I I doubt that. Right. Because, um,
0: All right, let's get the fine print.
1: I'm looking for it. It hasn't
0: started yet. So I can't really.
1: Well, so there's a, a, there's a set, a middle tier called the movie insider. This one's $20 a year. So this is interesting because you get one free movie ticket per year. But it's uh, 7.5 points for every dollar. So you're getting 50% more. So essentially, you have to spend $100 to get a free movie ticket, whereas in the free tier, you have to spend uh, $200 to get a free ticket. Right. So uh, the movie club pretty much is very similar to the Cineplex movie um, subscription thing, except the main difference from what i can tell is that the landmark ones if you don't go to the movies uh in a month and use your credit it rolls over to the next and yeah. my guess is that the way that their system works is you have to redeem them online and i don't know unless they would stop you from redeeming two t- two of your free credits um for the same movie i i can't see them really doing that um they still have the uh, member price admissions at the discounted rate, same tr- same limitations as um, Cineplex. It's a limit of two per transaction, um, five points per every dollar you spend. So it's actually, you're earning less points, but you're also, yeah, you're earning less points for this one and you're paying well, more.
0: If you are a member of Scotiabank, you earn one scene point for every $5 you spend on everyday purchases and five times the points when you use your debit card at Cineplex. So if I'm a Scotia bank customer, not necessarily at landmark, but at Cineplex, I don't need the card. I don't, I get the free movie all the time anyways, because I'm spending money on a regular basis. Like I would have everything come off my debit card. Like, Oh bill debit card, free scene points.
1: Well, it's even more if you have, um, like the Scotia, one of the Scotia scene credit cards. Um, uh, yeah, one of, my, one of my, one of my, one. I think it's, I think it's more points because uh, one of my buddies has that, and he uses that credit card for everything, and he just pays it off. And I think the last time, like pre pre-pan, pre pandemic, like the fr- when we went to the movies, he had like thirty two mo- free movie tickets or an, enough points for like thirty two movies because he uses his credit card for everything and just pays it off that way.
0: That guy's a savage.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is.
0: But, I mean, now, like, we're sitting here going, like, when when are we finally going to go to the movies? We were talking about going to see Free Guy. And the only way that I think the other half is going to be comfortable going to see Free Guy is if we go to the drive-in. Now, unfortunately for us, this week the drive-in has Fast and the Furious and then Free Guy, and she doesn't want, like, that's a perfect drive-in night for me. Yeah, but that is not an ideal night for her, and she's like, "Well, I don't want to fall asleep through the first movie because that, like, that's not comfortable." So, like, we're we're easing our way back into the movie theaters, mm. I guess.
1: Uh yeah, like I've already been in the movie theaters. I'll probably like, I'll probably go again. There is uh, this new movie that comes out on the twentieth, so the day that this episode launches, called Reminiscence. Nick Bannister, a private investigator of the mind, navigates the dark, alluring world of the past by helping his clients access lost memories. Living on the fringes of sunken Miami coast, his life is forever changed when he takes on a new client, May. A simple matter of lost and found becomes a dangerous obsession. As Bannister fights to find the truth about May's disappearance, he uncovers a violent conspiracy and most ultimately answer the and must ultimately answer the question how far would you go to hold on to the ones you love uh <laughs> that actually sounds kind of interesting the trailer looks pretty cool it's got a huge jackman in it um a huge jacked man <laughs> it's got a huge huge jackman in it um it looks kind of interesting but yeah free guys also playing so speaking i, I want to see one of those
0: speaking of trailers did you see the trailer for Star Wars Visions?
1: Oh yeah. That came out like a month ago.
0: Yeah, I I just saw a trailer yesterday because it launches in September. Oh yeah. Um
1: it's it's pretty interesting like uh did you ever watch Sex Drugs and Robots I think it is?
0: Uh I was on, going to. It's it on, was Netflix, on Netflix. Right?
1: Yeah, it's like a a bunch of just different short stories from different um artists, directors, animation studios and stuff like that, just like sci-fi stuff. So Visions is uh Star Wars Visions is very similar to that. It's uh Star Wars Anime, so to speak. It's a collection of short Star Wars stories in various different styles from different very prolific uh, production companies or production studios in Japan. So um, some of them I have no idea. Like I've probably seen some of the stuff that they've done, but I don't know the names except for the one production IG, which they've done probably the most know- known thing. I would say is uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. You remember that horrible Scarlett Johansson movie?
0: Should we do hers next?
1: <laughs> um, so they actually had they've done a ton of uh, movies and shows based off of mangas and ghost in the shell was a very big one. Um, I think there was two or three movies, um, some TV shows, a bunch of video games, you know, like it's a, a fairly popular series. Um, so that company's doing a star Wars, uh, short story. I don't know if they're going to be like, they're probably going to be like 20, 25 minutes long, you know, like a typical, Episode of something, but I'm I'm interested to see this because, the, the, well, you saw the trailer, right? Like, so you saw like the different art styles and some of the things just didn't really make. Like, it's not the traditional Star Wars stuff that we we know.
0: You're you're right, um... right?
1: Like, it's very different. Some of the stuff you can tell that they really took roots of you know the the samurai and some of them, and they have that old Japanese style like buildings and and it's just kind of it's it'll be really interesting. I'm I'm optimistically curious about it.
0: So, the one thing I think that uh you will like young Padawan is the every artist and every studio that did an episode are people who are passionate about Star Wars. And well, yeah, uh Yeah, that's what I, they say. I well, here's the thing. So, I saw um it was a Reddit post and it was all about how they wish or like viewers wish that what if was like this. Now let me explain. So what if a lot of people do not like this new animation style that Disney is trying out here? It's very like in your face, computer animated. And well, it's being um, like, it's, it's supposed to appear panel drawn or panel shifted, but it's very computer animated panel.
1: Um, well, this, shifted. it's uh more cell shaded and it looks like, it looks like um, the Telltale series games,
0: Wait, which Star Wars or what if? Uh, what if? So, so if. yeah. Let me let, let me just finish the thought there. So the Reddit post and like it had thousands of replies, and I just I didn't have time to read, but it was you could tell Disney just made a product and they got people excited for it and then rushed it. Is the feeling a lot of the community? has. I know we're about to talk about the first episode in a few minutes, but I don't mind the art style at all. I kind of wish it was a little bit more like Invincible, like the Kirkman style Mm -hmm. drawings where it kind of brings back like 1990s Batman's um, kind of paneling. Mm -hmm. But what if it definitely has a unique art style? This would be like saying Clone Wars has a unique art style. And the first few episodes of Clone Wars or Bad Batch depending on what you got into first, looks different than traditional cartoons. Even Avengers Assemble looks different than traditional cartoons. Right? Yeah. So when you look at something like Visions, the traditional anime look is the thing that you see the most. But there's also some other stuff in there that looks cool. I just, I can't see this style grabbing my attention this uh, explicitly.
1: You know well like and ultimately it comes down to to the stories you know if the the story is compelling and interesting, then you're gonna watch it, but if the story is kind of boring and it just doesn't grip you quickly, you're not gonna be interested in watching it um like with with what if you had mentioned like the art style, some people don't like it, and um my significant other, who uh, will not be named, had said she was the one that said, "You know, this looks like a telltale game. This looks like um, like the Batman games and stuff like that. Those are cell shaded, styled 3D animation, and it's true. It looks like a video game. Like it looks like a cutscene, really. Um, it's an interesting style, and it it it's easy to make those like shows using those systems like those 3d animated stuff it's not super detailed um and this is how they're gonna make content quickly and they can make make different stuff easily um with that being said is it for everyone no because it kind of comes off as more of a more cartoony not cartoony but like more i would say kid friendly than what we're used to in the marvel uh, movies right like the the marvel movies and the tv shows like yes they are technically kid friendly but they still have those like adult elements to it you know like you feel like you're watching a show or a movie made for your demographic whereas the what if series much like you know clone wars and star wars rebels because of their art style they inherently feel like they're made for a younger demographic
0: a little bit and like with clone wars it looks like it's for kids but it's actually like oh, fairly adult driven
1: this yeah like i don't want to spoil it for you because i know don't, that you don't I'm,
0: I'm halfway through season two i'm plowing
1: no no i know i don't want to spoil it for you but i think it's like right around season four where like shit starts to get crazy <laughs> And yeah, it just gets it just gets nuts. So um,
0: in in respect to, to what you're saying, and especially with the Avengers, are you familiar with the the Avengers assemble art style or the series on Disney Plus that used to run on like Netflix? Uh, I am not. No. So so if you look up Avengers like on Netflix or Disney Plus, you'll see a bunch of different art styles. Mm-hmm. The assembled is at least to me the most. I mean, I mean, good feeling. One, it, it's very hard to say. There's like a janky one, but there's somewhere like Thor has really big fins on his head, and Iron Man super blocky, and Captain America looks like he skipped leg day every day. You know, like there's just mm-hmm. there's so much going on. Um, that one seems to be like the most tri- tested and true. And I, I'm interested because what if is just a series of comics that they've animated, and. I've seen the preview for the one coming up this week or the one that like released this week. Mm -hmm. I just haven't had time to sit down and watch it yet. The, uh, the T'Challa one, um, which for those who haven't seen it yet or are interested in seeing it, it is the last thing Chadwick Boseman did for Disney. And one of the last things I think he did in his acting career, he recorded all these lines. You're not going to want to miss that. With that being said, The Captain Carter episode. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I felt fully.
1: I, I, I didn't. It was interesting, but I would say overall, I did not like it.
0: They didn't get to. It's funny because most of the cast, actually the entire cast minus Chris Evans returned and the the army colonel wasn't Tommy Lee Jones anymore. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah, yeah. But. They did a really good job replicating cells from the original Captain America, animating it, like the whole Howard Stark looking over the Mm -hmm. Hydra Stomper thing. Meh. (coughs) Excuse me. There was it just seemed a little off pace.
1: My my biggest gripe with it wasn't necessarily the story. But more so the voice acting and some of the animation. All the
0: voice acting was all the normal actors.
1: Well, it wasn't even that. It felt like they were recording their lines at separate times in different rooms.
0: Disingenuously from their own hotels in different parts of the world. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, there's a part where, spoiler alert for people, there's a part where they're on the train and uh, Chris Evans is in his Iron Man suit. And the train blows up, and then Penny Potts is
0: Penny Potts. You mean
1: <laughs> Peggy <laughs> Carter? Peggy Carter.
0: God, you. She suck.
1: she is uh, Captain America, Captain Carter, and she now her her twigwin boyfriend just got blown up, and the emotion in her crying out for the loss of this her her lover was just so fake and it just it a lot of the lines like the way that lines were delivered just felt like they were just so like not genuine like like there's very little emotion to it like they were just they were given the script and they were just reading the lines and they had no idea what the hell they were supposed to portray.
0: That's what 100%. that first episode.
1: That's what that first episode felt like. I'm not going to spoil anything for the second episode because I have already watched it, and I think that it it is you know leaps and bounds better. And I think part of that is because of Chadwick Boseman's uh, delivering delivery of his lines. So um, He's
0: the biggest actor, I guess. Sebastian Stan was in the last one, but.
1: And, and you know, I know that voice acting is not easy. Um, but I I can't help but feel that the first one might have just been rushed. Right? Like they just wanted uh maybe it was like a um like a pilot, you know. Like they put it together just to show like the Disney execs like this is a cool concept that we've done. And then I don't know, it just didn't feel right. Like I watched it, but at the end of it I was like, Okay, yeah, whatever, that's uh, and then also like, due to some of the animations, due to the the style, the the facial animations don't really match the emotions of the characters either, right? Yeah, so,
0: I I felt that a lot with even when uh, Steve gets shot and Peggy like volunteers herself, yeah, right, and like there's just it's so non-symbolic. Yeah. Like, oh, I, don't go in there. And then, like, he's just like, I don't respect you. And then he took like all the credit throughout the entire rest of the episode.
1: Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is like, there's there are a lot of animated shows that can portray a lot of emotion in the characters' facial features and facial reactions. And I I want to say, and you'll see this a lot, um, in the Clone Wars, they really really got it down on portraying. The character's emotions just through their facial animations. Oh,
0: when Obi Wan grimaces or anything that, like, I know Anakin becomes just this horrible piece of shit and he kills a bunch of children. But <laughs> his his relationship with Ahsoka and her defiance is so authentic, and in the way the voice actors portray it. It is incredibly well done. And the animators do a very good job because they did it for what? Seven seasons, six Mm -hmm. seasons, seven seasons, seven. They, they know how to animate to the voice actors perfectly.
1: Well, and, and you'll see in the later seasons and honestly, like season, I would say season six and season seven of clone wars are quite possibly some of the best television that I've ever seen. It's wow. some of the best Star Wars storytelling that I've ever seen. Like, I honestly put that higher than Mandalorian.
0: Uh, I'm very excited to see Ahsoka defect.
1: Well, it's, you know, I like.
0: Or like when I like, I don't know how much they allude to it because she is such a pop. Like, do you remember the hype around her for Mandalorian?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I wish they like left it a surprise. If if I'm being totally honest, because the amount of people who went nuts over it was crazy, and I have no idea what happens to Ahsoka
1: at all. Yeah, you're or you're Snips. in for a treat. Honestly, it's um that show, She Who Shall Not Be S- Spoken Of. <laughs> um, she, she yelled at the screen more often watching Clone Wars than any other show that we've watched because she's just so involved in it. And and Ahsoka is such a a strong and charismatic character. And the animators and the storytellers just did such a good job with that art style. And you could tell from how, how they advanced in the technology and their abilities in it, with it, um, from season one to season six. Now, season seven came out a few years after season six and you can tell that it was very much a transition period between, um, what was clone wars and then what was bad batch. And you can tell like it, it, uh, animations is a lot more fluid and stuff like that. Um, and it just, everything looks just tighter and, and cleaner. But with, uh, what if I feel like that first episode was almost sloppy. Um in its animation. And I don't know if it was a s like the style that they were going for, but it really did feel like a video game cutscene from ten years ago, where the the mouse don't really work with what they're saying and the facial features and the facial reactions and all the, that stuff doesn't really match the emotion of the character. Um, even in the second episode, you know, the, the mouthing or the lip syncing doesn't really match what they're saying, but the delivery of the voice acting and the the dialogue is significantly better than the first episode. So I'm really interested to see what the third one is. Do you know who, what the third story is?
0: I think it's the zombie Iron Man, zombie Captain America, but I'm not sure.
1: That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Now is Tony Stark and uh, or is uh, Robert Downey Jr. and um, Chris Evans voicing those ones?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Interesting. Um, But I I I don't know because they should have had Chris Evans in this one, and I know Chris Evans. Like I think uh, Marvel is trying to secretly get everybody back together for a secret wars but um i don't know if you saw the trailer for i think it's called marvel realms of champions i have not they did a little teaser for the game where tony stark's ai inside his suit and there is a long-standing theory within the community that um with robert downey jr they can get him at less of a cost if he is green screen for the entire movie. So what I guess Disney's proposed to him is, Hey, we'll still pay you like $25 million so we can still have iron man all over the place. But instead you're going to be blue and you're going to be, uh, artificial intelligence. So you, you might like, like, doesn't
1: he do that in the comics? Like he turns himself ex- into the, exactly.
0: AI? So it's just like the, the whole idea Zola had when he like entraps captain America and the black widow, in um, The Winter Soldier. You remember how like they go into that that bunker and he's on all those tapes? Yeah, that's the that's what people think are going to happen. And then Tony Stark is going to be able to help um, get them out of the Secret Wars. But it's all going to be artificial intelligence and he'll be like Pepper's artificial intelligence as well and possibly spider Man's. So there's this it's it's a lot. I'm very interested in learning about it. That's for sure.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I I'm excited for um the third episode. Like it's it's not something that I am like, oh shit, it's what day? Wednesday. We gotta watch it because come on Disney release a shit on on Friday when people care about it. Cause now that bad batch is over, what do I have to watch?
0: Um, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine every All
1: Thursday. Right. Sure. I need something on Friday. But anyways, uh I'm I'm excited to see where this this uh series Is going and if the style if the animation actually improves or if the stories are more gripping I don't know
0: I was incorrect the third episode has been leaked or the synopsis has not been leaked but the episode will feature focus on Loki as he rules Earth so what if he won the Battle of New York
1: oh well then never mind that's boring
0: what are you talking about that could be so great yeah I know President Loki
1: yeah well i think that would be some more than president
0: well if he's ruling he's president (laughs) all right yeah well we want to know what you guys think about what if and everything else we've talked about today make sure you follow us (laughs) on our socials of course (laughs) and catch us on your favorite podcatcher for myself and my good friend david yo uh, I thought you were going to pick up the fact that I've removed Owen and I've just made you my guest. Yeah, well, friend.
1: Owen's not in this show, so he doesn't matter anymore. He's dead yes, to us. Yes, but the people They're... want you to be more loved. <laughs> I am the people's choice, after all.
0: No, you're the people's champion. Same thing. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week on the Seed On Screen Podcast.
1: Peace. Oh, 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 oh,